Today on the post game, we recap our weekends. I had a very special weekend calling the Syracuse game against Hopkins. Talk a little bit about Aaron Rodgers' gate. Do a roundtable on the NLL. Get into the Brown noise complaint. Then we talk college lacks. We recap the previous weekend of games. We preview the upcoming weekend of games. And then we do a little bit of a trivia segment. Nick tries to stump me. I think I did pretty well. Hope you guys enjoy. The last episode, um, it's been a great journey. And that journey comes to an end right now, tonight. Everybody join us because... This is this is it. I mean, gosh, so much to reminisce on. The first thing that comes to mind is don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happened. Um, great slate of college lacrosse. Things are finally starting to shape up. More important than the game is the broadcast. Lacrosse players would be nothing without a good broadcast. And for those that are living under a rock, or have their head so far up their ass they don't know what the hell's going on. Evan Malloy, the handsome co-host who you can't see who I can, shame on you, the listener, not the viewer, uh, was the color analyst for Hopkins Syracuse. So a great weekend to uh, you know for for celebrations and clout. Um, Aaron Rodgers gate, all kinds of stuff. The Brown seniors are getting suspended. Before we get into any of that, Evan, give us the rundown. How was your weekend? My weekend was good. I uh, On Friday, I celebrated my mom's birthday. Happy and... birthday, Miss Malloy. Yep, and that was a nice little low-key dinner with myself, my dad, and my girlfriend, and my mom, obviously. <laughs> um, and then... I yeah, celebrated with my girlfriend and dad. My mom was at home. Yeah. <laughs> my mom was with her friends. <laughs> we had a great time. Um, but yeah, then Saturday I, you know, woke up and shipped up the cues to call the game. So I got there. I got there at about well, the drive only took me less than four hours, which was perfect. Um, it is a little bit of a grind to drive though, and like the flights are too expensive. So Got to figure that out if I'm going to do it a lot. But uh, got there. Uh, women's game was going on. Syracuse beat Notre Dame in a classic, actually. It, it got pretty close. Um, but, yeah, I uh, I guess my whole week was kind of like a new experience because we did, you know, I was like kind of getting the lay of the land, how to do the, uh, the whole production. I did two coaches calls, which, like, I hadn't done in the past. And, like, I actually interviewed the coaches, which is really helpful then when you're in the broadcast because, like, you just, like, get their perspective on players. And, oh, yeah. you know, you can kind of, like, control the broadcast. But I didn't have that, like, when I did the Maris game. So it was really useful. The guy who runs it, like, called me and watched my film for the for the Bucknell game. I did the Bucknell Maris game last year, and he watched and he gave me some tips. One good tip that he gave me was, like, whenever I'm responding to someone, I say, yeah, first. And whenever – I'm not, and I'm just talking about what's going on in the game. I don't say it. So I thought I did a great job eliminating that during the broadcast. I don't think I did it a ton. Yeah, uh, definitely mine was sometimes. absolutely. I had the yeah, absolutely yeah. curse. Yeah, so yeah it, I remember it, that. You know, choose your fighter. Yeah, yeah or absolutely. Yeah, but it, I mean, it was a it was a great experience. I had a, a blast doing it, obviously. Like, um, I was going to Cuse anyway, too. So it was just like a fun way to spend the game. Um, 
but yeah, the, like the, the live stuff I'd never done before. They had me like do the, um, be like a guest analyst for the pregame show that they do with like the new house students. So that was live. And then like the kickoff. Was I it a live intro? Live intro. So we rehearsed wow, it twice. That's tough. Did you get yeah, the nervous? Thought, was your heart going a little bit? I was more nervous the first time we were rehearsing because I didn't want my co-host to get nervous that I yeah. was going to suck. Yeah, but yeah. I was personally not nervous, but I was the most nervous when we first did the live one and he says something and I go, yeah. And pause like a good two seconds looking up like this. <laughs> and then, and I was like, this kid definitely thinks I'm fucked. I'm like, fucked. He like patted me on the back and gave me a pound. He was great, by the way, John Eads. Um, he, I mean, he played lacrosse in high school. So he's a great play-by-play guy to have. Cause he like understood the game and like what mm. to ask. You can um, tell that too. Like, but he, I feel he was like crushing. if you have a little bit, like you can tell, like he would get excited at the right. I mean, sometimes I was like, bro, fucking calm down. But <laughs> I'd much rather have that. Like, it's so easy to armchair play by play when play by play is so fucking hard. Yeah. So I was like, if I'm telling him to, to calm down, maybe I should raise my level of excitement. So he was, he was good. Yeah. I thought he was great. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was just, I, once we were in the game, I felt like pretty good. Um, I definitely like, eh, I mean, like no. It, what was tough for me was I know the Syracuse team so well and trying to like find the balance of knowing the Hopkins team as well, which is just like impossible for me. So I think like a Syracuse Duke game, for example, I would be much better at because like I honestly like I knew from studying like some of Hopkins stars, but I didn't know like I didn't know them like I know Brendan O'Neill or like McAdory and stuff like yeah. that. So trying to do it down the middle in that sense was tough. And then trying to do it down the middle and not say we when I'm talking about Syracuse <laughs> was fucking impossible. It's and there was impossible. one goal, there was one goal uh, that Hopkins scored. And it's when I realized it. I can't remember what quarter it was. I think it was the second quarter. And I'm like in it, like giving the analysis that we're leaving the, 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 there you go. I said, we, again, that they're leaving the middle of the field wide open. And I'm like, we got to communicate and figure out what we're going to do inside. And I said it twice. And I was like, Oh my God, have I been saying we the whole time? And I like, I like lost my complete train of thought. And I was like, we got to figure out what we're going to do inside. If we're concerned with what's going on inside. That's what I said. (laughs) (laughs) I was just like, I was like, whatever. Like now I won't say we anymore at least, but yeah, I had a couple of like, and I had a couple of us, but I think overall, like it went pretty well. And I got a ton of, I mean, ton of like tech supporting me. And then on Twitter, you know, support. Yeah. That it's fake. But you know how, you know, it's real is when the lax burners are just pumping your tires because they're not saving face or anything. So once I was getting love from the burners that I, I knew I, uh, I did a good job, but the other, the other crazy part was like interviewing Ryan Powell and Mikey in the middle of the broadcast. Like that's kind of a, a tall task for someone like doing their first like broadcast like that. So balancing that, like making sure you're talking to them, but then also like, big fucking plays are happening in the game. And I like was like, I got to at least know what's going on while I'm talking to it. But I also don't want to like not listen to what Mikey Palace fucking say. And to me right like now, God so. forbid cut him off or let, you know, have something weird yeah. go on. But just like once he leaves, me and John are going to have to like catch everybody up on what's going on in the game. And I'm like hanging on every word Mikey Palace saying. I'm just like, all right, like I get your point. I'm trying to fucking watch this now. So that was tough, but it was also cool. Like, I mean, Standing next to Mikey Powell was fucking awesome. <laughs> I mean, that'd be sick. <laughs> I, I love like, so, the the production was fantastic. I don't think people realize like 
how much goes in. Oh, having a camera that got you and the play-by-play and Mike at the same time live, um, like having yeah. a couple different angles for the goals, like having it be tossed over, having it like it was a well-produced show. And I loved pretending like I was like the best, most informed critic of you. I was like, everybody's <laughs> saying good job, but I actually think he's doing a good job. And like, that matters more than everybody else. There was one <laughs> play though, where um, you almost went to middleman Dan and that moving pick was like fucking bullshit. And Hopkins, like it, it shouldn't have been a penalty, but Q's got called or something. Oh um, yeah. That, Dude, I then, honestly felt like that was my best call of the game because I called the penalty was, and why and why it was blown. And then I was like, fuck yeah, I got that right from just was, like seeing it. It was awesome. I just disagreed with the call. And then uh the the play-by-play guy setting up, what's his name? John Eads. John. <laughs> John Eads. <laughs> uh he was like, Oh yeah, and like when uh when Mark Buddy passed Thompson. And he was like, yeah, that looked like a hit in the back. And I wanted you to be like, yeah, these fucking Hopkins scumbags should be in prison. But you were like, yeah, you know, I I like that no call. It's a bit ticky-tacky. And I was like, well, now you're right. And now I disagree with you. So it was the the critiques were perfect. I mean, you want to know what literally fucking killed me was when Hopkins scored the fucking crease crank pole goal to go up two. And with like the transition, I was like, fuck, I got to act excited here. So I like pumped him up, but I literally like it was like pulling teeth. That was tough. <laughs> I mean, that was like really fucking hard to get excited for. So I credit to me for really playing it. Down Ma- the honestly, bravo. Major, yeah. major credit to you. Uh, was it fun? Or are you going to try and do it again? I mean, honestly, you're a natural. Yeah. I had a I had a blast. Um, I would love to do it again. Like I mean, the drive. Like I'm not gonna fucking sugarcoat it. Driving four hours sucks. Like, no, it's that's yeah, never. So you're driving eight hours within 24 hours is not like the best thing. But I love like going to Cuse and calling Cuse games. So I'm hoping to do. We've talked about me doing the Hobart game, but nothing set in stone. And I haven't heard from anybody yet. Did you so get a check that... for that game? I I will. Yeah. Nice. Um, Offline, we got to We got to talk numbers, and then maybe we yeah. leverage each other. <laughs> and then hold that, hold the lacrosse world hostage. Yeah, it's nothing, uh, nothing major at all. But <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I guess well, my hotel room was free. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but yeah, what I would love to. So I have those two games. Then what I would love to do is I've talked to the ESPN producer before, and last year he tried to give me a game, but which it was one? when I was which producer? Yeah, we're just two guys um, chopping it up about the industry. Yeah. John Kettering. Uh, yeah. 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 So I've spoken to him a couple of times. Anish really put me on. Anish brought me up to him two years ago, but then COVID happened. So I was going to do it. And then last year I reached out to him. He's like, Hey, I have a chance for you to call a game, but I, I just had gotten surgery on my ACL. So I was like, I don't think I could swing it. Like I, I can't be on crutches in the booth. Like I'm not yeah. going to do that. So he's at least like responsive and has like tried to find me stuff. And now that I have this, like that was a legit production. I feel like that was a pretty big stage. Dude, that was to... a huge game. It was yeah. I mean, one of the biggest games of the year, I'd argue. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I feel like if I get Hobart under my belt, um, I can send him that. And then like maybe there's conference tournaments and shit or games that they just like need somebody closer to New York that I can try to do. So I would love to keep doing it. I think it's like a really fun side hustle. And yeah, I felt pretty good up there. Like, I don't know. I've seen like, 
other podcasts that aren't very good. Yeah, so I think dude, I'd you like... watch someone take a shit in the booth, you're like, all right, well, yeah. he's the floor. Also, let's give a major shout out to Anish Shroff. I've heard multiple stories for, about him, like going out of his way to like help people or like give advice. Um, yeah. My broadcast partner, my play-by-play guy, Cooper Perkins, was like, "Oh, Anish was one of the first guys that like responded to a cold DM um, on how do I make it in broadcasting type situation." Yeah. So perpetual. And good he's guy just like, Anish. and he's like cool and like, he's not like an old head to the point where he texted me. And was like, hey, we're like trying to get some like younger blood to call college games. And he just like follows me on Twitter. And he was like, you know, like, like, I know that, you know, the game. And he was like, if you'd be into it, I can connect you. And that was like it. So he's not just like, a, you didn't go to broadcast school yeah, like, or this yeah. and that. Like, you don't have any experience. You like, he just like knows. And work like, he has five yeah. years. Yeah. He has like an eye for it. Yeah. I just don't know if I have the uh, resume to be a fucking analyst. They got like. Uh, you got to be an all-american national championship winner i think but we'll see fuck that you're yeah. better than all of them yeah I, mean, <laughs> I don't know about that but uh yeah it was cool and like it was cool too because you know the guys on your team that like you're like you're obviously friends with but you don't keep up with everybody that you played lacrosse with like yeah. it's just cool because like all the like guys who were seniors when i was freshmen guys i haven't spoken to and like three years just because like you know you just lose touch and stuff are like texting me and like just getting to catch up with them so that was really cool that had to be the added cool part did you you weren't a senior when any of the Syracuse current freshmen like you didn't play with any of the current Q's kids did you no because one of the things that trips me up is like I'll be calling a game where like you know Eli Goldbrick my teammate for the outlaws and the seals and you know not calling him well i mean i guess he doesn't really have a good nickname but like the goaltender frank shiliano like frankie like you can't call him frankie so that's like a probably really good oh you weren't calling the game of freshman when you were a senior i didn't know if like covid fucked anything up and there was like a little overlap no that's oh i remember you know billy baru when he was a freshman and i was like yeah (laughs) again it sounded good yeah um yeah, and then uh, Eamon, Eamon DM me and told me good luck before the game. So that was cool. So shout Eamon's out to him as well. Yeah. Uh, post game, uh, post game fan and friend. Eamon yeah. McEnany. But yeah, it was it was awesome. I think it went as as well as I could have hoped, and we'll see what happens. But yeah, it was fun, and it all came so quick, man. Like the guy, I reached out to them last year, and they were just like, "Oh, Ryan Powell does our games. He can't really do them anymore." So. I, I emailed them again, and the guy was like, yeah, we actually are looking to get a, a more, like, well-versed analyst because I just use the students, and, like, some of them don't – I've never played before. So Yeah. Dude, how great my is lap. it, like, when you get those coaches call and, like, the storylines and the production meetings, and, it like, it all starts coming together, and you're like, oh, I'm not going to be scrambling dick in downtime in the third quarter if the game sucks. Like, just the whole yeah. preparation is kind I mean, of fun because just... you're just shooting the shit about lacrosse. I know, yeah, and I could tell, like, even like when we have an interview, like when we used to have interviews, like <laughs> on this, and guys start off and they're like very buttoned up at first, like acting like we're gonna interview them, like we're you know we work for like Inside Lacrosse or yeah. like their their college um, or whatever, and then like you just talk to them like you're in a locker room, like that happened with the coaches too, like the play by play guy who's just like I mean he was a student, 
and he's just like interviewing them and there was even like milliman was so buttoned up and then i go i was like oh like i don't know if you remember but i was with your buddy and like i knew his, i was on vacation with his friend because we have a mutual friend yeah and i was like and he was facetiming you and he like just started laughing immediately because like his friend's an idiot so he like <laughs> he completely loosened up after that and i don't even know the guy and then gary obviously was a whole different story so yeah just like that piece of it i feel like gets them to talk more and like well, talk and they, to like, they love that like they complain so about too. yeah they complain about shit that like they might not complain about to like a media person but yeah like gary's like we gotta wear a fucking face off <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i love he's uh, pretty open with that though yeah, i <laughs> he does these all access videos and every week he's like face off kill us <laughs> <laughs> i good. love the kid like... killed it though shout out to the face off group for syracuse in that game to go 50%, like, that was huge. I'm really bummed for them that they didn't pull it out. But we'll talk about the game in a little bit. Yeah. But, yeah. That's how I, that's how much I hate face-offs. Huge shout-out to them for going 50%. Like, fuck, <laughs> man. I, it took everything in me not to not to uh, get the politics going for ban the face-off mid-broadcast. Ban it. Oh, yeah. dude, you should have. We got in a little yeah, trouble. Like, what's uh, happening in the face-off yeah. X, Evan? You know what? Who cares? They just banned the whole thing. <laughs> uh, we should. We honestly should do a Manning cast, or at least figure it out. We're two like broadcasters now. We're like that. I know. Seriously, try to pitch that. We should. We can move the needle now. Yeah. You know, someone had a really interesting idea that I spoke to this week, um, and she was saying that. And I feel like this must exist. Well, I also don't want to ruin her idea because it's like her idea. Fuck, maybe I'll tell you offline. All right. Wow. Yeah, subscribe to our Patreon to hear the idea. Yeah, it's a good idea. We used to do a later. Uh, million <laughs> Sorry, dollar everybody listening. Segments, and my million dollar idea was anti-Viagra for when you don't want a boner, like before oh, speeches and stuff. So that's a good idea. I put it in the middle school supply, like the water chain and everybody's test scores skyrocket. Cause they're not just like, I thought there was a lot of times in life when I really didn't need that. And now, uh, you know, maybe we reverse engineer it. So it's a great I'll point stop there. I mean, Cause I kind of feel could have gone to an Ivy league school. If school you were willing. Yeah. Could have gone to an Ivy league school. If you're willing to go up to the chalkboard that one time, but uh, yeah. <laughs> Nick, come up to the chalkboard. I'm like, no. And there's nothing you can do to make me come up to the chalkboard. <laughs> Real ones, no. Right. How was uh, how was your weekend? I uh, hold on. I, I want everybody to hear this. Um, I crossed a bucket list item off of my life about 30 minutes ago. Um, big moment for me, and. This is something I've been chasing since I was probably about 18, 19. Um, it's something that has eluded me. I've gotten close. It takes a lot of time, dedication, patience, effort, little obsession. I finally achieved a 2000 rating in chess. And I knew it was going to be something like that. Of course it was. And if you don't know what that means, just go and Google it. It's not easy to accomplish. Um, and... I'm super fucking pumped about it. So I'm kind of on cloud nine recording this because I've just been fucking playing so many games of chess, like especially during COVID when I got like really into it because there was nothing else to do. I'm actually going to go check and see how many games on this account that I've played. 
and it's bullet chess. So it takes one minute to complete. So you can rip like, you know, 50 games in a half hour if you're playing really good. What do you mean it takes one minute to complete? So do you know, do you know literally anything about like time controls on chess? No. Uh, well, no, I do, but but for the audience. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Um, so you know when like you have you even seen like Queen's Gambit? Where like they make a move. I used to play chess growing up. I want. I want. Yes, I know. I won the Long Island Chestnuts Championship two years in a row. So how the fuck do you not know what I'm talking about? I I just like I didn't know the word the term for it, but like hit the clock. Fuck yeah. Yeah. So you have one minute to make all your moves, or you lose. So literally think like chess meets a crack pipe because you're just like. Oh, but you can like so like. But if you like move for you're moving fast early, you're down to like forty seconds. Yeah. 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 So a lot of games are like won and lost because like oh you put them in a weird spot they couldn't figure their way out of it and then they ran out of time. Um, I've played in this. I've played twelve thousand four hundred eighty five games of chess on this account. So. What if it? What if no one wins though? Oh, you have to keep your time as well. Yeah. So you like every time I make my move, then their clock starts, and so it's like you're draining their clock because you're trying to move fast. But then if you move fast, then you can probably blunder and give them a winning position. Yeah. So like some of them end in checkmates. Some of them are like, I lost all of my pieces, and he has three queens. I'm fucked. I should just resign. Um, honestly, it's it's the most entertaining form of what's generally considered something boring because it's almost like chess meets video game. Like sometimes towards the end, you only have like three pieces and then it's just like who can move their pieces the fastest and like trick you into doing a time kill check move, even though you're going to sack your rook or something like that. So it's, yeah, that's a great idea. I love that. Yeah. My dad would like that version because every time he would play me and my brother, he'd get bored or realize he was going to lose. And then he would just start flicking the pieces like there. You remember Crazy Bones? <laughs> and he just turned it into blaster chess, and whoever knocked over the other person's game with the pieces won. Yeah, tell your dad, hey, get into bullet chess um, is what it's called. So finally got the two thousand rating. Um, very, very, very excited about that. Have you ever had this, by the way? Which one is that? The calm one. Yeah, you know. No, I haven't, but thanks for cutting me off to talk about Hangobi. Sorry. I just took a sip of it. It's really good. <laughs> What's Give me the flavor notes. So I have the perfect way to describe it, but I'll tell you what it is first. Heart cherry, elderberry. I don't know what word that is. Do you know? Uh, chamomile. Are you fucking kidding me? Chamomile. I've never seen it written down before. You don't know what chamomile is? No. What is it? It's that uh, it's what's in tea that makes it relaxing. It's like a scent for bubble baths. There you go. Free. Honestly, kind of, you kind of just outed yourself as a bad boyfriend that you don't know what chamomile is. Why does that make me a bad boyfriend? Because that's like, that's like a big bubble bath. Like it'll be like in a lot of scents for like candles, a lot of ambiance. There's no bubble baths in New York, in New York city, unless you're a billionaire. Um, But anyway, it tastes exactly like a, Blue Kool-Aid that's carbonated. Ooh. Really good. I wouldn't have guessed tart cherry plays into that flavor profile, but kind of funny you don't know what chamomile is for being a generally smart guy. Yeah, I actually have no idea what it is. Huh. But now I do. 
surprise uh, surprise your girlfriend with something chamomile like get her like a chamomile like candle and just see and be like hey babe do you like it and then chances are she's a white girl like oh my god i love it all right i'll try that yeah but yeah i didn't know knowing chamomile was like such a big thing yeah kind of is but Outside of the uh, the chess accomplishments, the weekend was pretty good. Doing some like fun, flirty. We, my girlfriend and I went and picked tulips um, in Dallas. There's this place that tries to replicate those Holland like fields of tulips, as far as the eye can see. So you go, and then there's like a bunch of rows of really cool tulips. Um, Saturday, I can't even fucking remember what we did. Um, the fuck did we do saturday uh, did you not call a game this weekend no uh seals were on a buy or an are away you seals game. guy though or espn guy uh it depends on the game so i'm like <laughs> you're both if it's a seals game on espn i call every seals game and then i'm like the national west coast guy so if it's a west conference game that's on the national linear i'll do that game and then what's kind of funny is there are four national linears on the West Coast this year, and three of them are at San Diego. So it's like, oh, that's nice. Didn't really change a whole hell of a lot, um, but kind of sick to go to San Diego nine times a year. So yeah, really, yeah. As as far as where you would want to be a broadcaster, that's got to be top three cities to just go spend and have a great little post game cigarette and slice of pizza and beer. So. Yeah, who's the best player in the NLL? Uh, ooh, good question. Uh, tough to argue against Dane Smith. I don't know if that's where you were going for, given all the controversy last year. I was um, asking because my my Instagram and Twitter is literally just countless Jeff Teat highlights. I wanted to know where he ranks. Uh, he's top five. So he top was five. like, uh, he's so fucking good dude and he makes it look effortless he's one of those guys that like he looks like he's shooting at 60 percent speed but it's so deceptive that he makes the goalie just look like a complete dipshit so yeah. dane smith jeff teat uh curtis dixon and dane doby who are both on san diego mitch jones is having this great little resurgence um but teeter is definitely a top five and canadians are so uncreative with their nickname Oh, teeter. Like, yeah. Come on, fellas. I didn't get, I haven't gotten to a Riptide game yet. Blew it. Yeah. Well, you were too busy calling Syracuse Hopkins. Yeah, that's true. And don't forget, they initiated a full on assault on me last year, and then I had to bury them. So, oh, yeah, I forgot. Yeah. All right. Well, moving on from weekend updates, uh, let's get this over with. Hate that this is the first thing because here we fucking go. Well, you've been Rodgers. Have you been paying attention to this? Yeah, because it's uh it's a vaccination state, so he's not gonna be able to go. What? That was the funny rumor is uh New York requires vaccination, so they're never gonna get Aaron Rodgers. Huh. I haven't shown a proof of vaccination in a year. I don't think that matters to him. I think he just somebody maybe told him that and he's like, I'm never ever going there. I'm gonna stay in Wisconsin. Um but give me the latest. Well, 
there's like conflicting reports that it's a done deal, but nothing's like set in stone. So I don't know if my, I'm like 95% confident that he's coming to the Jets, but, and I think that he's just fucking with Adam Schefter and Ian Rappaport on purpose. And like there, there's been like, you would actually love, I've been looking at Twitter all day because I'm waiting for this, but you would, you would have loved to see like how big of a, mental pretzel Schefter's been on on like NFL live and he's like Has running he off shitting his pants so he's like on his phone the entire time while on it like they're talking about all this other shit and he is only concerned with breaking that Rogers news because it's obviously like the biggest story so he is just running off the set and then is on the phone and they have like a camera guy like almost like Maury like chasing him off oh, the set shit. he's like talking to the phone and then he comes back and they're like well and he's just like like just shakes his head or like just smiles at them and he can't get the news. But like Trey Wingo said that it's a done deal and no one else has confirmed it. So it's just like a weird saga with with Aaron Rodgers. I think it's a done deal, but I'm hoping that he's not just being a like it's kind of pissing me off because free agency's open now and the Jets need to build their roster. But if he's just fucking with the um insiders, I think it's pretty funny. But yeah, I mean, pretty much confirmed that he's coming and then you know, Jets Super Bowl is is very much on. Dude, how fun would it be to be an insider, like a trusted insider, and it's like your last year of wanting to do it, so you just fuck with everybody as much as you can? It's like, yeah, I heard right, it's confirmed, like, but, like, hold on, like, give me five seconds. Like, no, I, confirm it, break it. No, delete it. Like, it'd be <laughs> fun to just kick the anthill and watch Twitter go into an absolute frenzy. Sounds like that might be happening. I don't know. I haven't been following. I had a busy day over at Second Slide HQ. It's pretty uh it's been pretty entertaining to be honest. So you should you should check up on it. I mean, it can't it has to end though, because I'm getting a little restless now. Yeah. Like, I'll uh I'll it. go I'll go check it out after this. Maybe uh maybe we make a meme of it somehow. Um Yeah, totally. You know, something funny. I don't know. Did you see that Dan Arestia retired from free breaking free agency news? I did see that. Uh you know, didn't know he was in the business of making friends and <laughs> Yeah, it was it was like people who I respect have uh, have asked me not to break the news. The fuck are these players doing? Hey man, don't break the news yet. Why? Who else needs to know? Yeah, like text your know. boy. Just the know. flow of information just seems so weird. It seems like every but like eighty percent of people in the know, generally speaking, know it, and it's just like a couple Twitter guys that are like rabid about it. It's such a good I mean, opportunity to like speculate and have fun with it and make it cool and fun. And not only does the PLL not want people breaking the news, but now the players don't want people breaking the news as well. I know. I just, I, just I think it's sucker. It's fun. Yeah. It's fun to have random people doing it, but I don't think it was a PLL who said something to him. Honestly, I feel like it was like a coach or something. No, it was like a player probably that was like, "Hey, man, you might not break in the news." And I'm gonna you find out player? which player it is. Uh, well, it what could player do you think actually. like would be mad about it? On I I don't even know. I mean, any Michael Sowers, who fucking every <laughs> every PLL player is the same personality, you know, to an extent. Oh, I got hangover in my eye. Ooh. <laughs> chamomile eye now i'm so relaxed yeah. <laughs> holy shit dude you just look so much more cool and chill uh my hood went up out of nowhere <laughs> um what was i gonna say 
Yeah, my guess is as a coach. I think a coach who signed a player that he broke the news to uh, about a player signing there or like not signing there and he was like formerly on that team. Yeah. yeah. My I guess is Chris it. Bates. My guess is Chris Bates said something to him. Uh we should do two truths and a lie every single like get text some of our buddies and be like, yo, give us some actual insight. And then we make one up and then we tweet out two truths and a lie about the PLL free agency and then just make people guess. I'd like that. I think that'd be a fun little game. It's a good idea. Yeah. Right. We, we just need truths. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, t- prank. It was three lies. <laughs> What the fuck um, else are we talking about today? We got the brown noise complaint, dude. We didn't talk about this last week. By the way, you wrote it down as brown noise complaint, and that's actually a hilarious way to write it down because I recently saw something pop up about the brown noise South Park episode um, where everybody plays the recorder brown note and everybody shits their pants. You know that one, right? I don't think so. You know the brown no- I think it's like the brown note or the brown noise. No, I don't know. I'm just teaching you all kinds of stuff today. It's a note that has the perfect frequency that makes you shit your pants when you hear it. So the couple jokes that we've seen about it, one was South Park and then one was like Barnes and Noble playing the brown note from their secret basement so that you have to shit your pants as soon as you walk in. I don't know the last time you were at a Barnes and Noble, but like it just the ambiance makes you want to go take a shit in their bathroom. Um, So... (laughs) When you wrote brown noise complaint, I laughed out loud pretty hard where I was like, oh, did someone play that? Nevin shit his pants like it's Syracuse. Kind of funny. <laughs> uh, anyways, that's great insight into a noise complaint for the Brown lacrosse team to get six of their players suspended. And honestly, with the year the Ivies had last year, Good to see a little humility coming from him. I don't know. Maybe an overreaction from They're the, suspended uh, for three. Yeah, three games. Three games? Yeah, okay. I think. <laughs> I think we're – I think so. I think we're on a little delay on the Wi-Fi, but – I was going to yeah, say there's been um, some awkward I pauses, think and I'm like, what the fuck are you – like, dude, respond. And then – I <laughs> so in case anyone's listening, just – no, it's a delay and shut up and subscribe to our Patreon. It's not existent. But anyways, go ahead. <laughs> I just feel like that's a lot. I did see one person tweet, like, if you think it's only a noise complaint, you're like an idiot. So maybe something else happened. I don't want to actually like speculate that these kids are scummier than they've than people have let on, but I thought that was an interesting take because it does feel like one noise complaint, three game suspension. Uh, it is the Ivy League though. It is the Ivy League. Uh, a lot. I can feel like uh, Brown probably has someone in their administration that's always looking to make an example out of the athletes. Um, like, there's always that one teacher, that one admin that, uh, you know, you, you saw Brown make the tournament last year and they were like, son of a bitch, these cocky lacrosse players, I hope they get what's coming to them. And this was their chance to get revenge on like the one lacrosse player that didn't pay attention in the class. <laughs> Um, and you know, I'm kind of wondering how loud was it? Like, did it rupture someone's ear? It must've been a hell of a party and a party that I wanted to be at. So 
You know, I'm going to chalk a lot of it up to the administration being soft, but also you're not going to find me giving sympathy for any Ivy lacrosse team at all after last year. I mean, there's, they're, they're done, right? They're not making the tournament. I I I think they stink. Well, there is a, you can win the AQ if you win the tournament, but there's, 0% 0% chance of that happening. Dude, them and Penn kind of stink this year. Yeah, Penn is the most fraudulent program of all time. Do you want to just uh, jump right into college lacrosse? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Perfect segue. Penn stinks out loud, which is a bummer because whenever Sam Hanley has a highlight, I'm like, how the fuck is this dude not scoring five goals a game at least on his own? Um, but Penn loses to Villanova nine to eight. Villanova sneaky rising up the ranks this year, but you have Penn as the number one fraud of the year runner. Number like, one, number Penn or Georgetown, neck and neck. But I mean, everyone was. I think I had Penn in my fucking Final Four. Actually, the thing I will say, no, I definitely didn't because I have Cornell in my Final Four. Sam Hanley should have transferred to an ACC school because he's there for his sixth year. I don't know how. I think he didn't go to school in the fall and then is going in the spring, and that's some sort of workaround. Ivy has some but, weird, like, you know, their trimesters or but fake, But fake and Tevlin went to Notre Dame, and now they're yeah. going to fucking go to the national championship. Dude, Tevlin. So, yeah, we'll talk about him yeah. in a second. So for all the Ivies, all the sixth years, I, how many – years of six years are they going to be i have no clue i have a feeling like i'm going to be 50 by the time covid ramifications are have like kind of bled through so i don't have a goddamn clue get out of that place graduate get the hell out and go to an acc school and get a graduate degree and have a chance to win because you'll end up on a fraudulent team and then you won't be playing on memorial day yeah, and he's Period. a good kid. I know him a little bit. Yeah. Brag right to everybody's face. Brag. I know him. You don't. <laughs> so it is unfortunate that Penn is – I have that – Not just a, him. They have like six All-Americans coming back actually. Which is fucking bananas. And they're just – they can't stop losing. Yeah. Uh, I have them as the number two fraud of the year. I don't think anybody gets close to Georgetown. I don't think Penn had the hype of Georgetown. I don't think, you know – they had a yeah, little hype, that. not as much. So Penn stinks. The Ivy League is tanking. It's fun to watch. We'll get into some more Ivy Leagues. Evan. Good for Villanova, though. Sorry. I feel like they've had some big wins. I can't name any other ones, but I feel like they're having a pretty good year. Dude, they beat Penn State, and Penn State's yeah. nasty this year. There you go, yeah. So, yeah, good job, Nova. Um, did you ever play against John Clue? I didn't play, but we played against him. Like the shortest guy of all time that would yeah, score. Yeah, he was an electric goals. player. Yeah, he was. He's my favorite player I've ever seen yeah. play against the team that I was playing. Yeah, probably same, dude. And we were like three years out of college, and I would turn, tune into like some weird playoff game, and there's Clue in like the first round against Virginia, lighting up Virginia. I'm like, what the fuck is this? What is happening? I yeah. feel like he was kind of the OG seventh year king. Like, he was in my class, and he was in my class. He was a freshman when I was a freshman. And he played. I remember for like summer, summer t- tournaments and shit. I don't think so, but was I was he... also in school for fucking ever. <laughs> Classic. 
Um, he was such a, a swaggy kid at like summer camps and shit, like glue chip. Like he just, you're like, this kid's definitely fucking nasty. And then he just like shakes somebody out of their shoes and scored. And just like, up. like he just had that. He's going uh, where he's going to whatever school he wants. Had that aura about it where he was like, I'm yeah. small and I'm going to lean into it and I'm going to dice people up. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. He had like the long, long blonde hair. Fuck. Just a classic Baltimore lax player. Yeah. Joey's. Yeah. Uh, Evan, do you owe Notre Dame an apology? No, why? I don't know. Maybe you just you. I don't think you were giving them an. Do you have them as your number one? No, Virginia is my number one. I think you owe Notre Dame an apology. I think they're the number one team in the country. I think it was a disgrace. Why? Because they beat Ohio the number State three fraud, fraud in the country. Uh, you have Ohio State as the number three fraud. They've their only Fuck three yeah. losses are to like top four teams. And they were a top four team to start the year. Yeah, they were number four, and they've lost to the top three. They theoretically could be the number five team in the country. They just have a gauntlet of a schedule with who have they? Who have they actually lost to? Uh, Corn- Cornell, Notre Dame, and Virginia. All right, frauds. <laughs> uh, no, this game was fucking sick. Goalie for Notre Dame, Enemans, nasty. Tevlin yeah. plays every position. Uh. Ohio State had such a big runny dump going down their leg that they ran out of bounds and Orlovskied themselves. Um, which that was, was epic, dude. Dude, it's the funniest sports highlight every time it happens. Just I can't believe he did that. The like the skip too, like he's really gonna do something. He just skips out of bounds. Yeah, and you you know, playing X attack as you know in Placid, like you kind of know if you're a little too far away from the from the cage. The yeah, cocky I mean, like, skip, the cocky yeah. like high shuffle, like oh, I'm gonna get ready to dice him up, right out of bounds, summed up the entire game. Uh, what just what a performance! Notre Dame, Virginia is gonna be an absolute collision course. I'm already if I'm Coach Corrigan, I'm already saying hey, or Ryder Garnsey, friend of the program, let's not really push it in practice right now because this is now. We're focused. We're on to May. I don't care what happens the rest of the season. We have a good resume. We could lose every ACC game and everybody's tanked and stunk so bad that we're still going to make the playoffs. That's not going to happen. Let me make sh- let me make sure we still have enough talent to just beat the dumpster of the ACC like Syracuse and North Carolina. But this is a May team. We need to be optimizing around May, not around the ACC, not around the matchup versus Duke. God forbid someone goes down with an injury when we try against Syracuse, who we don't have to try against. So this game has me full on coast and do maintenance, gain, load management until May, fellas. I'll tell you one thing. You can talk all the shit in the world about Syracuse, but the best version of Syracuse is going to be in April. And you can't say that about every other team in the country. So yeah, the, the best version lightly. of Syracuse loses to an average Notre Dame team right now. I don't know. We'll I, see. You know, I think about it. I think you we'll owe me two see. open bars. I think you owe me two open bars. Which, I already did those. You didn't drink anything. What do you mean you already did those? Bullshit. I, you got the tab open. Hammered. I was ready to pay. <laughs> it is uh that's a great bet when Every like every month that passes, I get like older and fatter and more tired. So I'm gonna go and I'm gonna be like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna get him and run up the tab. I'm gonna have four beers and then be like, 
I think I'm going to go to bed. I'm just, I'm a little tired right now. <laughs> so genius strategy on your part. Well, I was just thinking that we'll keep betting it until we're like indebted to each other flat. It's just a net neutral. All right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm going to wait until, uh, until it's game week to really start throwing the hammer down on two open bars, <laughs> which again is going to be eight beers total. Um, all right. I'm off my Notre Dame high horse. Uh, maybe a quick recap. You kind of already ran through it, but Syracuse loses to Hopkins. Yeah. Um, the goalie, the Hopkins goalie, Tim Marcel was just, that might've been the, I honestly think that was, well, I've watched a lot of lacrosse, but off the top of my head, that is one of the best goalie performances I've ever seen. When you combine volume of saves, quality of saves, and timing of saves, mm-hmm. I don't think it gets much better. Like he sh- completely shut the door in the second half, made like a ton of like really good saves too, and made like 20, 21 of them, I think. So he stole the game. I think Syracuse was was – in the driver's seat for a while, getting good chances and just shooting in that like seven to 12 range. And yeah. he was just eating everything up. Like they needed to get layups. So it's a tough one. Um, other than that, like I thought Hiltz looked like the best he's looked since his freshman mm-hmm. year. So that was really reassuring. Like I think he's, he had his coming out party. I thought the Syracuse offense, like they only scored nine goals, but they were getting good chances. They just couldn't score on the fucking goalie. But like, dude, that was got a, one of, uh, you know how some goalie performances, like you read the stat line and you're like, was that really that good? Like the defense played good and the shot selection wasn't great. That was a game where like his stats look incredible and like the momentum stopping or like just the gravity of his saves were felt more than the stat line even showed, which was already in itself impressive. Like I was watching – you know, essentially by myself. And like, I felt like the roof was getting ready to blow off the place when Syracuse would wind up at certain points. And he almost like popcorned hard shots to stop. Yeah. And I was like, holy fuck, like they're never going to score on this kid again. So honestly, he was, he was the only reason Hopkins won. It felt like. Yeah, no, he definitely was. It was like 10, it was 10, nine with, I mean, Syracuse had the two men up and he had to save. It was also 10-9. They got, like, their best shooter open from, like, 10 in the middle of the field. Mm-hmm. They shot it off six-side high, and he, like, popcorned it. So, yeah, I mean, to your point, like, they only really scored on on layups. Like, the first couple shots were from a little far out, but yeah. then he settled in, and that was that was it. So, I think – I mean, I think he was the difference. I, I liked what – until, like, the fourth quarter and the, the Syracuse decision-making at the end of the game. Like, Literally classic. And this, this classic time, like, young guy stuff. But they called a timeout this time. They had him in the fucking Cole Curse's hand because he's a fifth year senior. And, you know, it still went the same way. So I uh, I was telling, I think, our good friend Terry Foy about it. But it just felt like, all right, Syracuse made some improvements in like their outside of that very last possession. Like, okay, their six on six decision making seemed generally better. Their six on six defensive seemed generally better. But it's so hard to like simulate the the shit show scenarios that can just randomly pop up in a lacrosse game that you can't emulate in practice. And that honestly, like you can't really directly work on. It just comes with more maturity and more reps and like the steady progression of of IQ. Like I fucking wish like sometimes I'm just screaming. I'm like, you're too good of a player 
to do that. Um, yeah. But again, yeah. it's another stupid Syracuse game where you lose, and I'm like, yeah, this team's pretty fucking good. Like, yeah, watch they're out. They're fucked though. They have to like. I mean, what's really gonna happen is they're gonna lose every fucking game and then beat Notre Dame. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah. After last I, year, I, the ACC's all in it together, though. Like, I'm I'm in for that. I just like means... I. They need to win a. They need to beat a ranked opponent. Like they're so close every every fucking week, and they just can't buy one. And it just comes down to the last minute of the game every time. So. Mm-hmm. Um. Fuck, I had one more point, but I can't remember what it was. So I guess we'll just move on. Oh, there were so many fucking penalties in that game. Yeah. There was like 12 penalties, maybe more. Chippy. And like so many locked in penalties. It was insane. Was that chippy or refs just being a little sensey, you know, a little sensitive? Boys? It was definitely chippy. I mean, there was a fight at midfield during it, like a scrum, like a good scrum. Dude, and the Hopkins player took a baseball swing and you weren't yeah. even calling him a scumbag. I was like, please. I did. I said it was only Hopkins players who committed penalties at during the play. I wanted you to say scumbag so bad. <laughs> so badly. Yeah. Um but yeah, a lot of a lot of flags, a lot of locked in penalties that I thought was aggressive. But I had my my uh, classic. They're trying to take that out of the game line. <laughs> yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. Um. All right, we can move on though. Syracuse has Hofstra tomorrow, so hopefully it's going to be like a blizzard though. So I'm not going. Yeah. Don't. Ew. Yeah. Don't yeah. ever go. I was going to go though. It was going to be great, and then it's going to snow and rain all day. So. Just one of those last, like we were talking last episode, uh, on the second to last episode. Uh, oh, like a spring, a good day, this and that, and then reality sets in, and you still have a couple more days of bullshit weather to get through. But moving on to the next game, the spicy rigatoni meatball. A, I'm walking here. Rudkers team beats the. Don't you know that both of my dads are lawyers? Um, get off my perfectly manicured lawn, Princeton Tigers. Uh, 14-13, I don't know if either of these teams are good, but I was surprised that Princeton kept it as close as it did. I had Princeton on Fraud Watch, and the fact that they took Rutgers to overtime honestly makes me think higher of the Ivies than some of the other wins that, uh, you know, like Dartmouth going 4-0, don't care. Princeton taking Rutgers to overtime. I'm like, all right, they're probably not terrible, even though I have everybody uh, in the Ivy League stinking. I'm going to get ahead of this story. I didn't watch a lick of this game. I don't know what happened, and I'm glad Rutgers won. Didn't Princeton lose to Georgetown? Is that? Oh, I think my they God, did. That's true. They I think Princeton. I think you could fill out the. I think you can fill out Mount Frodmore with, with four Ivy League teams. Honestly. Three Ivy League teams in Georgetown. I think really good. UPenn. Yeah, Penn, yeah, Penn Princeton. Princeton. I think Yale is fraudulent. Yeah, I mean, they beat Denver in a very boring Denver's game. Not even, Denver's not even ranked. I could I honestly, like, I'm yeah, really Yeah, but interested. Yale beat Villanova, though, and Villanova's good. So Yale but can't Yale had lost to Penn yet. State, so they're not, like, losing back-to-backs, tough. Yeah, Yale 3-1 and one with a win over Villanova and a loss to Penn State. It's tough because also, I guess Penn State won a lot of big games, but like, is UPenn really that good of a win for Penn State now? Are we saying that? Cornell, yes. And I guess like Yale, but um, I, I, I kind of, 
I could see a Yale a Yale swan dive. I want to look at their schedule. My fucking computer is not working. Dude, um, yeah, so so Princeton beat Monmouth and Manhattan and lost to Maryland, Georgetown, and Rutgers. They very frauds. well might be on fraud watch. Frauds. And then Yale beat Villanova, lost to Penn State, and then has beaten UMass and Denver. And then they have a big tilt versus Cornell. I don't think I'm ready to put Yale on fraud watch just quite yet, but they squeaked out a win against Denver and lost by two to Penn State. So here we go. They beat UMass in OT. Who? Yale. No, they beat they beat him nineteen to eight. Oh, or fuck. 18 this to is twenty twenty. This is twenty twenty two. Wake up, Evan. This isn't the research. We we researched this episode thoroughly. They beat UMass by in overtime last year, and then <laughs> wow. only won and then only won this year Holy by nine. Shit. They had to take UMass to OT last year. These yeah. guys stink. But this schedule is so fucking fraud. It's just a fucking fraud off, dude. Cornell, you're gonna lose. Then you play fraud Princeton, who shouldn't be ranked high. Then you play fraud UPenn, who shouldn't be ranked high. And then you got BU, Dartmouth, Brown, Albany, and Harvard. Why the fuck are they ranked so high? I like this. This loss to Penn State is just so tasty. Like we need Penn State to fucking tank now. We need them to not win another game. Uh yeah. I mean, if Penn State tanks and Yale's only good out of conference, like. Denver already kind of stinks this year. They're out. They're out of the top 20. Yeah, because they lost to Air Force, Duke, and Yale, yeah. of course. Yeah. So I'm not moved by like a two-fucking-goal win against that team. You know what? Yeah, I think I think you have me coming around. They're just – they're so they're, it's so like preseason forward. Like they're getting ranked because they're preseason ranking. That's why I love uh, – that's why I love that these games matter more in the first half of the season because now every win Yale has from here on out, Cornell, Princeton, Penn, Boston, Dartmouth, Brown, Albany, Harvard, I'm writing, uh, go undefeated. I don't give a fuck. Like the Ivy League stinks, and every time they win an Ivy League game, I'm going to chalk it up to, well, that's what happens when you play in a shitty conference, and I'm excited to do so. You know it's going to be unreal is if all these Ivy League schools are, like, counting on making the tournament and then Penn State ends up going 500 because I lose to Maryland, Ohio State, Hopkins, Michigan, and Rutgers all in a row at the end of the season. Oh, man. The Big Ten schedule is fucking wild. Oh, shit, I almost fell over. The Big Ten schedule is fucking wild, dude. They don't play any conference games until the last five games of the season. And then it's just an absolute royal It's just a gauntlet. It's just a gauntlet of Big Ten. That's fucking nuts. I kind of like I like. And it ends yeah, with like I, Michigan, Ohio State. Who's Maryland's last game? Got to be I think Hopkins. Hopkins. Maryland Hopkins. Yeah. But and I then think Rutgers that's ends fine. Their season like, with Penn State, dude. Rutgers, Penn State, Maryland Hopkins, and uh, Michigan, Ohio State. I'm hoping the stars align where those three games outcomes means that the Ivy League gets one team in the in the tournament this year. They're eight. That's a good point. Yeah, and I hope okay. it's like Penn who sneaked in and like unanimously should not like barely squeaked into the Ivy league tournament and then steals it from undefeated Yale aside from their loss to Penn state. That's what I'm calling it. Now that's what's happening. I, I kind of like that storyline. Um, we talked about Penn state. Um, enough already, but we did declare last week that they're America's team if they beat Cornell and they did. So they are the Ivy slayer. 
now they need to fulfill their destiny and lose the, for the rest of the year. So as it was foretold in the prophecy. Yes, the the team that was promised, they're only they are only America's team now if they start to lose though. If they keep winning, they're not America's team. Okay. How quickly do, do those losses like is that immediate? Is it an immediate tank or do we need to check back in in like 3 weeks and put a pin in it? I mean, whenever they want to start taking, they already they already buzz saw the Ivy League. So yeah, as long as long as they as long as they don't have an at large bid, it's fine. Okay, yeah, yeah, you. <laughs> I I love it. So they're probably going to beat Marquette. If they yeah. were true, if they were an all time America's team, they just lose to Marquette right Dude, off. Dude, of... Marquette Marquette <laughs> sneaky. Yeah, are they? Is Marquette sneaky? Yeah. <laughs> they lost to Bellarmine this weekend. <laughs> Yeah. Don't sleep though. Don't sleep. Uh but yeah. All right. That's a good. Let's uh let's let's keep a running tab on uh Penn State's America's team meter. Right now they're and, at like I will put them on fraud watch if they go undefeated. Yeah, out of 50 stars. So this is going to be out of 50 stars. They're at like 42 out of 50 stars right now. They yes. they're at a high meter right now. Yes, agree. And they're at okay. like uh, 11 out of 13 stripes. So we're just counting the stars and stripes meter. Good for yep. Penn State. Um, um, last game, national championship preview. That ended up being a barn burner. <laughs> and we called this out that this was the game of the week as a joke. And it was the game of the week. NJIT oh my God. edged out Lindenwood 14-13. We told you it'd be a classic. Did you see the last goal, by the way? <laughs> no. Oh. Oh, Wait, you, dude, you, you saw a clip? Holy shit. It was it is the clip of all clips. So let me just try to describe it the best I can. Can you cut can you go find it while I describe it? Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine so, there's that many tweets about Lyndon Wood Lacrosse. It, you, so. Yeah, for this one, NJIT Lacrosse. So it's 13-13, and there's a face-off with like 10 seconds left. Lindenwood wins the faceoff. The Lindenwood faceoff guy scoops up the ball, passes it to a deep hole who runs up the field towards the sideline, throws a behind the back, brilliant pass. It gets immediately picked sixth. Are you watching it? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to quiet it down now. for the live reaction. Please focus on the shot. Back, intercepted by Grimley. Seven seconds left to go. Launching it ahead. Oh, caught by Ford. Keegan Ford. He'll try to fire it to win. Oh, my God. That shot. Blake Nolan saying no. The officials saying yes. Just watch the shot again. I can't even talk. I cannot believe that. It was the shot of the double bouncer. Dude, that poor goalie. Dude, oh my god, the double bouncer. The goalie's like hitting the splits. Like, how he caught that off guard by that thing? It was rolling for five minutes. Could have caught that with his off hand. He could have put so a stick bad. down, made a ham sandwich, and taken it. I do cousins play for Lindenwood. I'm a big fan of the program. I don't want to hear any. Hey, we're being too hard on the Lindenwood players. They're my best friends. But with that being said, that's the worst shot to ever go in. 
And for that to be the game ending shot for, I think it was like NJIT's sixth win in six years or something crazy. Um, Credit to us for calling that that was the game of the week because it really truly was. I know. Holy shit. Um, So, (laughs) yeah. That was so epic. And like the fact that. The VTB from the pool. (laughs) Just. Jesus take the wheel, BTB. You can tell he doesn't throw that very often. Just BTB to the middle of the field. Immediate pick six. Oh, Oh, man. And then the back check, like how that shot even got momentum to go to cage is is beyond me. I don't know. They they got some ballers at NJIT. Yeah. Yeah, boy, do they. Uh, All right. What a great weekend of lacrosse. So good for good for NJIT. Big fan. <laughs> Moving forward and looking at this weekend's games, we got a couple tasty, uh, tasty little treats here. Yeah, Start this off isn't with... this isn't everything. This is just what was available on DraftKings. So yeah, the important. But it's ones. really it's really the only. I I went through all the games and these are the best ones. So I did all my right. due diligence. Starting off with the uh, the classic rivalry, Duke UNC, Duke three and a half point favorites, twenty five and a half. The over under. I don't like how there's no money lines for this. I don't either. I, I think Duke is about to hit a a big stride, and I got that vibe after the Syracuse game because, quite honestly, they without Will Mark and the pipes, they probably would have beat Syracuse by twenty, um, and they beat the breaks off Loyola last week. So I think they're, they're hitting their stride a bit. I think they covered the three and a half. I think they wins by a billion. Yeah. And they're yep. I hate it. Uh, everything you said, I agree with um, Hopkins Navy are rare as of right now on the screenshot. It is not five and a half. It is five. So the chance to push is there. Uh, so Hopkins being the five goal favorite, the over under set at 22 and a half. I have Hopkins in the over. I think Hopkins covers no money line on this one. Uh, I don't, I'm, and it's not because I think Hopkins is great. It's because I think Navy not, not the best this year. <laughs> Hate to yeah. talk smack about the United States Navy. I think Navy covers, but I'm taking the under. Why? Five is a lot of goals. Well, the goalie, and then I I wasn't really blown away by Hopkins' offense, to be honest. That's fair. <laughs> good, good, so, good yeah. talk. Yeah, I that's all <laughs> I have. I mean <laughs> Soon as I said over, I was like, "That's fucking stupid." Hopkins goalie is nasty, and I kind of stink <laughs> on offense, and I, I don't have the spin zone in my head to argue it. Um, Notre Dame five and a half goal favorites over Michigan. This is going to be a fifteen goal game. Uh, no over under, no money line. Straight up five and a half Notre Dame. I'm taking Notre Dame to cover. I mean, shit. How could you not after that last Ohio State game? in which if the line was set at 12 and a half, they cover. You're telling me a worse Michigan team gets five and a half. I'm telling you, I'm taking Notre Dame. Are you sure Michigan's worse? No. Didn't Michigan beat somebody who's good? Oh, they beat Delaware. Uh, They beat Harvard. And Delaware. 
Yeah, but Delaware Delaware might sneaky be on fraud alert. Yeah, I think they are. <laughs> I mean, their only losses are Villanova and Michigan. But they haven't beat – I mean, they beat St. John's and Monmouth. No, Delaware's, wow, Delaware's fraudulent, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, no, um, I'm not impressed with Michigan. I guess I'll take Notre Dame. Big one That's next. the least confidence I have, though. All right. Maryland, Virginia. And another weird uh, – it's just two. Virginia's two-goal favorites. You can tell they haven't paid a lot of attention to these yet. Uh, yeah. <laughs> We're recording yeah. on a Monday. This is like the least thought out lines I've ever seen. Like you, there's they're, like a six-year-old who's sending these. Their interns are still working on filling out the Excel spreadsheet. Um, Virginia at two goal favorites is plus a hundred. And for that reason and that reason alone, and I think they're going to win by four. Um, I'm going to take them. Although a little, uh, a little interesting just noting that Virginia struggled a little bit against a thousand team. It was, it was kind of weird to watch. They ended up winning 19 to 12, which just speaks to their firepower. But I think at half, it was like a two goal game or something like that, which is. Yeah. But I think they're overlooking opponent. Yeah. And they also played on Tuesday and they have Maryland coming in. I think they're just running. All right, let's get this one over with fellas and hit the buzz. Yeah. I think they're going to blow Maryland the fuck out. Really? Yeah. What's I think your Maryland, final score prediction? This is the worst Maryland team. This is the worst Maryland team I've ever seen in my entire fucking life. What a compliment to Maryland. That kind of sucks that you just said that. I mean, they make the Final Four every year. And they're not <laughs> making it this year. <laughs> um, I think Virginia is going to win like 20 to 10, 18 to 10. No shit. Dude, Virginia's so fucking good. Yeah. It's it actually it's is like, stupid. It's absurd. Like, like, they didn't play that good and they won like 19 to 12 or whatever, yeah. whatever score I just said. Like they just have so many fucking guys. Like you kind of forget, like, oh, they had the number one recruit from last year, but like you didn't like tear it up because they had so many other guys, and now he's like fucking sick, and they're just they're just fucking loaded. But it's a perfect rebuilding year for Syracuse because all those guys are going to graduate and then Syracuse <laughs> take over the ACC. And Maryland's rebuilding. So, good. I like that you're confident in Virginia killing them. I'm less confident. I think it's going to be a nice three, four-goal game. But, you know, is what it is. Uh, I haven't been moved by Maryland. I haven't watched them. Like, they played well against Notre Dame. They played well I against just, Notre Dame. I just know they took Notre Dame to triple OT. That's yeah. the only thing I'm basing it off of. They played well against – they just, like, don't – they don't have the it that they had. And I think – I do think Notre Dame is still like – where they're behind Virginia is the fact that Virginia's had this identity and team for like a good amount of time right now. Like I think they know themselves very well. Notre Dame is definitely like a very good team. Like, you know, I'd even say 1A, 1B. But they're not – like Chris Cavanaugh's – having his breakout season this year right like he hasn't played in like big lacrosse game like the way that these other guys has he doesn't have there's as much a new experience. face that's like the fact that there's yeah. a new face at all relatively speaking right and then like they have transfers in there who are like you know they're great players they're killing it but it's just a little bit of a different vibe like those guys have played a full season together and some of those guys have played multiple 
seasons together, one national championships together. So I think it's just a little I bit. Think they're getting stale. I think, you know, Virginia might have a lot of bickering. They might have some fights at the, on the practice field in May. That's, what I'm just saying is why I think they're more, they're better equipped to expose Maryland than right Notre Dame is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like that. So yeah, I, that's, that's just my take. So, and I'm usually right about fucking everything. So yeah, I, Virginia, I did notice Virginia that. by 10. Yeah. Haven't been wrong yet. And when that day happens, boy, am I going to jump you. But you're just so <laughs> right all the time. Uh, weirdly, the only money line available on this lovely Monday. It's so fucking fraud on. Is fraud, the fraud bowl. I mean, are you kidding me? You know, brought to you by uh, Lehman Brothers Risk Management Department. It's the fraud bowl. Princeton Penn. Uh, all, all you need to know about Penn being a fraud is that they're fucking underdogs to princeton now that's the most fraudulent thing i've ever heard i mean ben plus 100 princeton minus 130 i you know what i think for the first time in our uh in our pick em segment i i refuse i'm not picking a team i don't like either <laughs> one of them i think both teams lose in an ncaa first ever uh, this game's so bad that no one can watch it, and the game was forfeited two L's. The double L. I'm taking you, Penn. Just because they're plus 100 or because they're less? Literally, broad? just because they're plus. Like, the, you can the flip a coin. Payout. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would I would like there to be two losers, but you have to pick a winner. I'm just, I'm just going you, Penn. Also, like, is you, Penn, really going to lose this many games? Like, fucking wake up. Yeah. I mean, I think they are. Like, I, I think this is your season. Are. If they, whoever loses this loses, like they're not making the playoffs. Whoever loses this, stamp it. This is your season. All right, this is the Super Bowl. Weirdly enough, UPenn. The reason they lost in the first place this past weekend, they got like five hundred penalties. Like for a team that's on the cusp of we need to get our shit together to commit um, infinity penalties, just shows lack of mental toughness. So, shocker, Ivy League school lacking toughness in the mental finish that sentence on your own fuck you uh in the fraud off part two the fraud off shotgun no cornell's uh, not fraudulent no but yale this is going to be yale's uh yale's test on if they're a true fraud they need to keep it close against cornell no lines available i have cornell winning a snoozer of a game it's going to be like 11 to 7 there's never going to be a very exciting comeback and it's going to be a game that fans leave the stadium and go, I don't know if I want to come to another lacrosse game. That game was so boring. Maybe I just don't go to anymore. So I think this game is going to be bad for the sport. Um, I'm inclined to agree with you. I think Cornell wins by four and it starts this epic decline for Yale. Oh no. Yale can't decline because they have the fucking easiest schedule in the goddamn country. So this is just up to the committee to fucking stand for something after fumbling the bag so hard last year. Make a fucking play and don't let these frauds in the tournament. Good. Evan, I am The ready. Ivy League is so annoying. Like, yeah. It's just like they're all going to get in. Right. Hold on. Well, this this sucks because I, I'm ready to do trivia time with you. 
Because I really enjoyed the trivia on most national championship losses last year. Oh, yeah, that was fun. So I have another one fired up, and it was going to be the all-time highest winning percentages of universities. And I'm looking at the Wikipedia right now, and I'm almost certain – I'm 100% certain that this information is not accurate. Just looking at national titles – I don't think Johns Hopkins has 44 and the next closest team is Navy with 17. I, that's just something about that seems a little fishy. <laughs> so maybe we go with this statistic. Um, according to Wikipedia, the all time winning percentage, y- you know what? Hold on. Let's just give me five seconds. We're going to pause this real quick. Okay. Hey, sorry about that. Uh, I just did not trust Wikipedia saying that Hopkins had 44 championships and then everybody <laughs> don't know that. their pants. They don't know that you cut it off. It's just going to be stitched together. Yeah, but no, it's it's going to just come right back and be like, you know, hey, how uh, you doing? So the, the pause, yeah. yeah. So uh, <laughs> I found a very, very suspect website that we're going to believe is 100% accurate for the name of the game trivia. Evan, are you ready? Yeah. So the category is top revenue generators, according to collegeraptor.com. There's literally a picture of a dinosaur at the top of the page. So again, it's top sports by revenue for 2023. Filtered down to lacrosse. One, two, three, four, five. I want to hear the top five revenue generating lacrosse programs. It doesn't say how much. It doesn't give dick. Wait, wait. Or, but what is it? Like, so it's, it's the college lacrosse team that brings in the most money out of all of them? Yes. Top okay. sports by revenue or top teams by revenue. Syracuse. Syracuse is not in the top five, according to this. Uh, Hopkins. Hopkins is number two. Number two. How the fuck is Syracuse not in that? I, I have like no clue. It does. Uh, Syracuse, it says, is number seven. Okay. Taking you a long time to guess more than Hopkins and Syracuse. Uh, I'm trying to think of who like number one team could be. Virginia. Virginia's number four. So you have number two and four. Hopkins number two. Virginia number four. Um, just trying to think of like big schools. Duke. Duke's number one. So you have one, two, and four. Really? So you need three and five. Well, I mean, you know, everybody wants to go to Duke. They probably have like. I see Duke shit in Idaho, so they they probably have like that national. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to think. So it might be all right. Um, Maryland, Mm-mm. Maryland is not on there. It says right. Maryland's not even in the top five, which you know you tell me how that makes sense, or uh, top ten. Sorry. Oh, jeez. Um, okay, how many more guesses do I have? So far, uh, I got two wrong. You have, you have three more guesses. You have number one Duke, number two Hopkins, number. Four, one, two, three, four. Number four, Virginia. So you need three and five. One, you can maybe guess. One, I'd be surprised if you guessed. 
Okay. Um, and I'll give you a hint. Uh, they're not like on the coat. Like you can't throw a rock into the ocean from these programs. So okay. throw Providence off the list. Throw Jacksonville <laughs> off the list. Can you do that at North Carolina? <laughs> you cannot throw North Carolina. You cannot throw a rock into the ocean. All right. We're going to put a shot clock on here. This is getting... Okay, 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 okay. I'm guessing... I'm going to guess North Carolina. Wrong. Wrong. Okay. Fuck. You All right, can you just guess. tell me that there's no... Can you tell me there's no Ivy Leagues on there? Uh, correct. No Ivy Leagues. All right. Um... All right, the ocean thing. I have a really random guess, but the ocean thing is getting me. It's it's not along the coast, and I'll, I'll even give you one more uh, one more hint. Think uh, think big. You know, a, a big campus, big student body, big population. Oh well, now that throws off my what my guess was going to be because I feel like it's a small school, but I just thought it was like the most popular sport. One of them small, one of them's big. All right. Fuck. Um, number three, number five. On this absolute bullshit list that I have no clue if it's true or not. Uh, Ohio State? Is that your final guess? <laughs> that definitely means it's right. <laughs> oh, very well done. That's number five. Ohio oh, State fuck. is number five. So you have number three. And I'd be astounded if you got this one correct. I wouldn't have guessed this one in my top ten. And you said it's a small school. Yeah. Can I can I do twenty one questions? Uh, yeah, but make it quick. All right. Do they have a football team? No. Make it quick. Ask are one they in the, question and then wait. Are they in the Ivy? Are they in the Ivy League? No, I already we already established there's no Ivy League. Is their mascot – does their mascot – fuck. Does their mascot – fuck, ma no. no. Is, there, is their mascot a um, – what's the fucking word I'm looking for? Dude. I want to say like ethnicity, but it's not what, that's not what it is. Is that what it's considered? What? Is their I... mascot a leprechaun? No. no. <laughs> Oh, a mythical Irish creature? No, it is. It is not. Um, Leprechaun is not an ethnicity. Okay, um, dude. Between that and chamomile, having having kind of a tough go tonight. Irish is an ethnicity. Oh yeah, but it's the leprechaun. I know, well, the yeah, fighting fighting yeah. Irish. Yeah, no, you're right. Right. Okay, is um, have they won a national championship in the last ten years? Yes. Okay. Um, we're making this 10 questions, not 20 questions. So you have five questions no, no. left. I thought you were just going to say, I'm, I'm. Can't throw water. Can't throw a rock into the water. Small. Don't have a football team. It's you're you're right there. <laughs> Is there coach? Retiring at the end of this year. Yeah, their coach yes. is retiring at the end Denver. of the year. 
It is Denver. So the top five, Duke, Hopkins, Denver, Virginia, Ohio State. Wow, that's crazy. Again, the that's football according team to question was good. Raptor. I was almost going to guess Michigan. I'm glad I, I didn't listen, ask the question. Listen, that's a coin toss. Um, I just think that – When you said it was a small school, that's like what threw me off. And then I figured that asking if they have a football team would eliminate a lot. Yeah. Um, very, very weird list. The number six team allegedly is Rutgers and then Syracuse and then Marquette, and then UNC, and then Loyola, Maryland. So it's got to be like revenue share or something. It has to be something weird. So let's let's see who the very last one is. Um, sorry to ricochet shot you. Guilford College, your 500th out of 500. The closest one. Oh, God, these are, these are programs I don't even know. Um, College of Idaho coming in strong at 489. So good for them. What's the name of the website? Uh, collegeraptor.com. Oh, I got it right here. Huh. Might have to use this for later trivia because this is, yeah, this is good. This is, I mean, and again, who knows if it's correct, but we're going to treat it like it's gospel. So I feel like it's revenue share because Denver and Denver and Hopkins are so high. Probably. Um, we'll look into the semantics and we'll make any updates. Uh, actually, wait, no, we won't. Cause this is the very last episode ever. <laughs> wait, I'm really pumped that I, uh, got that. I'm too. I'm genuinely impressed. Anything else, uh, as we wrap up the, the last thing maybe is, uh, is Twitter beef. I'm kind of going at it with MCLA Twitter. Um, if you oh, make yeah, fun funny. of, if you make fun of club lacrosse, uh, turns out all of them band together and shit their pants and try to justify their shitty experience of having a great time in college. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> you got to have a great time. You got to do it all. Uh, we had to work hard. I don't want to hear it. And expect some new updates to the post-game store coming soon. Um, the post-game store is brought to you by Second Slide. And guess what? Second Slide just got into the reversible game, the penny game. So we're going to make a sick little design. Uh, we really need to get the group chat going on one. Uh, I'd like to submit it tomorrow. And print on demand. It'll be at your door in under two weeks. Unbelievable stuff going on over at Second Slide. We signed with New Balance. We're getting ready to process checks. We're sending teams thousands of dollars. And we're going above and beyond. Evan, get this. We're capturing the key dates of programs throughout the year so that we get ahead of their apparel order and help them uh, get those orders on time. Kind of weed out some of the scumbag vendors that might not be very, uh, you know, might not be reliable. We help them get a good night's sleep. And what could be better than peace of mind knowing that you just get a focus on the field the second slide guys are taking care of all your sourcing, all your apparel, all your, all your equipment. You got the store that's open 24-7. We're growing. We're expanding all that good stuff. And I'm not going to record another fucking episode unless I get one more lead out of this goddamn episode. Um, but regardless, wow. that's, uh, that's the last one. That's the last time we'll ever do this. Any final Bye, words? Bye, everybody. <laughs> yeah. It's Deuce. been real. Ha <laughs> ha.